welcome to episode 189 of the Walking Through Games podcast, where Clint walks Mark through games. I'm Mark. I'm Clint. And we're back for another week. I said that really fast today. <laughs> that's all right. And uh, that's exciting, because this will probably be the last in our series of a year's worth of catch-up episodes, so that's exciting. Yeah, hopefully. Awesome, man. How's your week been? Good? Yeah, not too bad. Nice one. Just finished up on old Easter. Yeah, it's true. Hopefully everybody's stayed indoors with their coronavirus, COVID-19, quarantining. We, um, I guess we'll see in two weeks if everybody did a good job or not, but yeah. Well, did you we, see officially as of today? Did you see What's officially that? today that Queensland students don't have to go back for five weeks at the I moment? I did see that. I did see that. I got an email about it too. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. It'll end up being the whole term, probably. I reckon they just they just don't want to panic people. It's true. How long's the term? Yeah, go my for parents are still working again? and stuff. Are like, oh no, you know, how are we going to teach our kids and work from home? Yeah, but I think that's a selfish way to think. It's like you'll get through it. You only need to teach a kid for an hour or two a day. Yeah, I suppose. <clears throat> anyway, that has nothing to do with our. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Just. Anyway, it's exciting. But, you know, well, it does in the way that while parents are doing their work from home, if they need to work from home, their kids could be playing video games. So, you know, and this is a kid-friendly video game show. So That's true. There you go. There you go. Well, I don't know if I'd say kid-friendly. It'd probably be boring for kids, but, like, you know, we try to avoid swearing. Which, yeah, exactly. Know, and try not to talk about <laughs> too crazy adult games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we do talk about things not being R18 when they should be and stuff, but it's not yeah, like you well, go into detail true. about the stuff in them. So. No, that's cool. it. All right, man. Well, that was a bit of an intro. Let's get straight into it. So where were we up to last time? What episode would it have been? Uh, officially, this would have been 219. Jeez, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. And uh, so what, around about when would that have been? Was that into January at this point? Uh, no, it's past that. It would have been like, February. Okay. Yeah, cool. Oh, well, that Maybe even March. Today, so that's exciting. I, I'm not sure because yeah, I just updated it so it doesn't have the date on it. Now it's got today's date. <laughs> yeah, cool. cool. Um, oh, that's good. But the next notes is the 19th of March. So it may have been like the start of March. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, and by the end of today, we'll be up to this week. So that'll be exciting. Yes, that's exactly right. Cause All it's right, man. Monday let's get fish. into it. Uh, right on. So I played. Uh, and beat Lego DC Super Villains on the PS4. Damn, you're going to be running out of Lego games, man. Uh, yeah, I've still got three left that we haven't played yet. Okay. Um, so, so how did this one compare to the other one? Because the one you played last time was um, your favorite one yet, you said. Yeah, so I gave, this was a four and a half I gave this one. Okay. Uh, so it was fun. And, and obviously, like, for me... As a comic book person, I like DC over Marvel. So really, are you serious? Yeah, well, I like Batman and Joker and stuff. Ugh, I like my favorite. Unbelievable. We've probably had this conversation before many times on the podcast, but I just yeah. forget because I erase it from my memory. Are you yeah. serious, dude? DC stinks. I know. No, they stink in regards to movies. Uh, I've read the comics too, man. The comics pale in comparison to me, but I mean, maybe I just haven't read the best runs. But I've read some runs from DC that people say are amazing, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. I just don't like but, the way the characters talk in DC. They don't yeah, talk like people. But that's fine. But that's your opinion. 
Oh, of course it is. Of course so, it is. I'm just saying. And, I'm just surprised by your opinion. But I, I like the Batman and Joker stories depending on which story it is. I like majority of them. So Yeah. See, I'm just not that into Batman as a hero. He's got, like, gadgets and stuff. It's like... Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I won't, I won't go there. I don't want to start a fight. Well, there's no <laughs> fight. But I just... Yeah. Anyway. So, being that this is... Uh, so, how did I only get a four and a half, then, if you don't like it as much? Well, being that it's Lego DC supervillains, I don't know. I just gave it a four and a half because Being it was... villains. Because yeah. you usually give those five, those games. Well, some of them. Oh, it was Jurassic World. That was the last one you played. It wasn't a Marvel one at all. It was Lego Jurassic World. Yeah, probably. No, no. Incredibles was the last one I played. Oh, Incredibles. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, this one, it, like, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was fine. And it was the same as all the other ones, really. Yeah. In regards to the collectibles and all that sort of well, stuff. Well, you think it'd be running the same engine, basically. Yeah. And I assume most of them would be. Mm. Um, But, yeah, no, it was fine. We... I played this with Thomas as well, so he had yeah. fun playing it. Um, uh, the story was cool. So it was basically you get to create your own character and you play through the game helping the villains through their stories or whatever. Yeah. And uh, spoilers, at the end of it, when you actually beat it and save the day and whatever, because um, what happens is this this other villain group comes from another dimension or whatever or another universe and impersonates the justice league but they're actually dodgy and trying to take over the world or whatever and so the villains actually are trying to stop them and so at the end of it paradox because they're they're vendoring villains but they're actually doing heroic deeds yeah exactly so at the end of it you as your character that you created yeah. Um, you get to choose whether you want to stay a villain or become a hero. Okay, fair enough. So, anyway, it was cool. Don't Do get you get a better ending if you stay a hero? I mean, uh, if you become a hero. I think I chose... I think I chose to be a hero. Yeah. I can't even remember now. Anyway, all good. But, yeah, it was fun. And the Lego games are always fun. And there's still heaps of collectibles and stuff that we can do. And there's extra missions and stuff. And I got the season pass uh, for this one as well when it was on sale. So, yeah. Cool. There's still a bunch of stuff we can still play and do on it. Yeah, nice one, man. Yeah. Uh, So that's all I played. Well, that's all I beat anyway for that week. Uh, So there's a few news items. Uh, So the first one, after marketing for the new standalone Call of Duty Battle Royale mode leaked on the PlayStation Store yesterday, a YouTuber has now posted up 10 whole minutes of gameplay, presumably ahead of embargo. Uh, The footage has now been taken down. The new game will be free to play and will feature a player count of 150 players and allows you to play solo, duo or trios. Uh, the maps contain favourites such as Terminal, Scrapyard, Overgrown, Broadcast, as well as new areas. You can only loot weapons with attachments coming from supply drops. There's two modes, the main Warzone mode and Plunder, which allows respawns. In the way of vehicles, there's ATVs, SUVs, helicopters and cargo trucks. Uh, one of the more interesting features takes place in the Gulag, where you go one versus one with other players, so think gunfight mode in order to get back into the game. This happens when you die and it looks like you can only make a uh, make use of it once 
to get back into the game before you're eliminated permanently. If teammates are eliminated with you, they will be able to spectate the one versus one and throw rocks at your opponent in order to help you advance. (laughs) In terms of release, it looks like it's coming fairly soon, which um, with PlayStation advertising the new game slash mode and the fact that YouTubers have obviously gone hands-on. So, adding to that, uh, the next piece of news said, after a massive leak yesterday, Activision has confirmed that Call of Duty Warzone will launch tomorrow as a free-to-play expansion uh, if you own Modern Warfare or standalone or as a standalone title. Nice one. So, for those that own the game, the mode will replace the classified panel in your game and will require an 18 to 22 gig update. If you're downloading a standalone Warzone experience, you're looking at 83 to 101 gig download. Jeez. Uh, it's launching at 8am on the 11th with two modes, Battle Royale and Plunder, which you'll be able to play as with in trios uh, with 150 players in Plunder. The race is on to collect the most in-match cash by looting across the map, taking down enemies to steal their cash and completing in-match contracts. Warzone takes place in Verdansk, an expansive city with multiple name zones and well over 300 points of interest. Each zone features distinct landmarks like the Gorongard Lumberyard or the Gora Dam. Uh, the zones take place across different environment types like cities and rural areas for unique engagements. Change up your drop location in each match to get a better lay of the land and take advantage of what Verdansk has to offer. Uh, as we wrote about yesterday in Battle Royale mode, dying will take you to the gulag upon your first elimination where you will take be taken as a prisoner of Warzone and thrown into the gulag. There you will await your fate and watch other prisoners fight to the death when your turn is up. You'll enter the gulag and face off against a single opponent in a one versus one to earn the ultimate reward. Redeployment. Win the gulag and earn redeployment back into Verdansk. Uh, Lose and hope that your squad completes contracts and earns enough in-match cash to redeploy you. Cool. And that's all. Do you reckon it's going to be massive or nah? It is pretty massive. I've got mates just playing it now. Oh, yeah? All the time, yeah. And and uh, it's actually cross-platform play as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. so I've got mates that play it on Xbox and I've got it on PS4 and I can play with them and that's PC. Awesome. And yeah, that's great. All that stuff. So, yeah, it's um, it's doing pretty well. Yeah, groovy, man. Um, admittedly, I haven't played it yet, but we all know that multiplayer games are not my biggest. Well, you're too busy beating other games like Lego. Like Lego games, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we all know awesome. that, that multiplayer games aren't my biggest thing. So yeah, okay. um, I'll play it one day. But you'll probably get more into. I reckon you'll get more into them though now that you've got better internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd think you that. Used to but have a real hard time getting a game on a lot of stuff back in the day, didn't you? Yeah, you'd think that, but I still enjoy just playing a story game where it's I yeah. follow the character and. Well, I can completely relate to that, so I'm not going to judge you for it. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Groovy, and I like. Uh, oh, I yeah, I suppose you can level up your character when you play those Call of Duty games and stuff like that. But I enjoy RPGs and things where I can level my character and find new gear and choose what I want to upgrade and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
And that it has an end, so then you can move on. And it has an end, that's exactly right. Which is why I can't ever get into Minecraft, because it doesn't have an end. Yeah, my kids are hardcore into Minecraft at the moment. Oh, mine have It's like the game is never going to die. It's like a totally generation-defining game. We've talked about this ad nauseum in the past, so we don't need to talk about it But I agree, because even Thomas plays it. they'll play it for like five hours straight, and I'm like, damn, I shouldn't be letting my kids play screens for that long. (laughs) Yeah, well, Thomas plays now too. So yeah, him and Grace play together in the same world on their iPads together. Yeah, yeah. They used to play it on the iPad, but they've been playing it on the Wii U lately. Oh, yeah. It's funny because Grace talked to me about that because she was like, Lucy had that, so why can't we get it? <laughs> the Wii U version's awesome because it's yeah. got like Mario theme. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. one day. It's yeah. still like 40 bucks though. Yeah. Oh, it was worth it. I think I bought it when Grace came to have a sleepover with Lucy. That's when I bought it. Yeah, that's true. I remember. Yeah, anyway, good times. Yeah, well. All right, so it's been expected ever since Los Angeles declared a state of emergency, but it looks like, uh, look, sorry, it looks as if E3 2020 is about to be cancelled due to coronavirus. Yeah, nice. Well, we know that, how that ended. Yeah, Devolver Digital tweeted, cancel your E3 flights and hotels, y'all, before Kotaku editor Jason Schreier chimed in saying that he's been hearing whispers tonight from several pubs and developers that E3 is cancelled. Further to this, Mike Futa, Futa from Game Dev has also tweeted saying that an E3 cancellation announcement is scheduled for tomorrow in the morning. It's unclear what this would mean for E3. Uh, it's unlikely that it would be rescheduled, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we wouldn't see press conferences streamed during the regular E3 week. This comes off yeah. the back of Coachella being announced earlier today and being rescheduled for October. There it is. So it is going to get rescheduled. That's interesting. No, well, they I reckon it won't just... necessarily be rescheduled, but they probably will have the conferences streamed online during that same week. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so then as the last piece of news, on top of that, after reports yesterday that E3 would be cancelled today, the ESA has announced that the event will officially not take place in Los Angeles in June of this year. Uh, due to COVID-19, the association had no other choice than to cancel the yearly event in which tens of thousands of people gather from across the world in downtown convention center. The ESA will now seek to put together a digital event where publishers would presumably host press conferences and demo their games in an online fashion. This means yeah. that the experience yeah. wouldn't change yeah, too much for those watching at home. Mm. Cool. Yeah. So there you go. So yes, it will be not on, but we'll be able to watch it whenever they do it yeah and i'm sure that i mean that's how you would have consumed it previously anyway so it's probably not gonna have a huge impact on anybody except people would have been there yeah exactly cool okay so moving on to the next would have been week um (laughs) so i played and beat a game which was called untitled goose game now i don't have you have you heard of it nah Okay, so um, it was really popular when it came out, and it came out on, uh, and it was and it was really big on Switch when it first came out. So I didn't end up buying it, but um, and and I'm glad I didn't because it got actually put onto the Xbox Game Pass um, service for free. Well, pay that monthly fee, but whatever. So yeah, I got yeah, to yeah. download it for free on the Xbox. So that was awesome for me. Cool. So. I wanted to play it for ages and then ended up getting to do that. So that was really fun. Yeah. So, so the general gist is basically you play as a goose 
and you go through a town and basically are annoying people and taking their stuff and moving things and <laughs> how's the sound effects uh it's yeah it's the same like you you can like if you want no, I mean is it like a really annoying like yeah 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 so really if you want to distract someone to go like to come over to where you are you can do that and then you can run around and take their stuff that you want to take um yeah. and that sort of thing so don't get me wrong it was really fun and each area you basically get a list of tasks that you have to do yeah and they're silly tasks so um for example one of them was uh, uh, there was like a shop and you had to steal a basket and then go back to the shop and, and like fill the basket with things from the shop. So like carrots and cool. paint and I don't know, I can't remember exactly what it was, bread and other bunch of other stuff. And, and the task was like called shopping in a supermarket or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but. Um, yeah, so there was a bunch of different stuff like that, which was really fun. So, yes, I played it on Xbox One through Xbox Game Pass, and I gave it a five out of five because it was awesome fun. Awesome, yeah, cool. Um, so then, when you beat the game, really, how long did it take to beat, man? Uh, probably about three hours or so. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Um, so then, on top of that, when you beat the game, you get a bunch of extra tasks that you can go back through the town and go and do again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't actually have a go of those extra tasks yet, but I'm, yeah, I think that would be really fun again. So, yeah. Cool. You'll have to yeah, have a go awesome, of it one day, but I can't. I'll definitely have to have a go. Sorry, I'm just Googling right now to look it up. <laughs> yeah, cool. Because, yeah, I can't actually bring it because it's probably hear my insanely loud keyboard. No, I didn't hear it. <laughs> you can't? No. Nah. Oh, dude, my beautiful uh, IBM Model M keyboard making a lot of noise. Yeah, that's fine. Not one you want if you don't want to wake people up at night. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I can't actually bring it with me because I've got it on the Xbox unless I want to bring the whole console down. I don't know why in my mind I was imagining it being like pixel art, but yeah, it looks totally different to what I thought it was going to look like. But it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Groovy, man. Yeah. All right, so I got a bunch of news in this one. Uh, So I'll just kick it off. So the Entertainment Software Organization, ESA, uh, released a statement explaining that LA Expo would not be proceeding as planned following fears that hosting the show would further the spread of the ongoing COVID-19 outbreak. Some of the games that were set to be revealed at E3 2020 started to emerge only a short while after the cancellation was made official. The new Batman and rumoured Harry Potter video games, uh after we were just talking about you reading Harry Potter. Totally. Um, came to light and would have been spoken about at the Warner Brothers Games E3 press conference for the first time where it would have announced a number of AAA games back in 2000. That's pretty cool because the games that came out at the time the movies were coming out, I remember playing a couple of them on original Xbox. They were trash, man. Oh, I played the Order of the Phoenix one and I think I got like 100% of it when I I remember the it. Chamber of Secrets one and it was like really average, like clunky controls yeah it just wasn't great some of the just like you know you know back in those days on xbox and playstation 2 i guess or maybe uh yeah ps2 more than ps3 Mm. where it was like they'd just get a franchise and like whack it on a game engine like um wow what's the engine that that the grand theft auto games use um renderware yeah they'd chuck it on the renderware engine and it was like 
is it RenderWare? Yeah, because RenderMan is what they use for for um, the Pixar movies. Anyway, the, those RenderMan games. So it was like I remember like the Futurama game and the Family Guy game. Yeah, they were all just trash games. Where it's just like walk around a three D world and there was nothing special about the mechanics. And oh, I like that Futurama game. Oh really? It was so clunky. The <laughs> idea of it was good because I love Futurama, but like maybe that's game, why I liked it, special. just because it was yeah. Futurama. Probably, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time in those Harry Potter games, but I definitely remember playing a couple of them, being like, "Ugh, these are average." So it'd be cool if now you know game technology is a lot better now, you know, than it was then. Yeah. Exactly. So I reckon like, and, and plus the movies have kind of had time to kind of simmer a bit, you know, like that. I don't think it would necessarily be undercooked visually or story-wise. Like, I think they could do some really cool stuff with them. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm excited by that. What's funny, and I'm also, because I've never read the book, so I've only, I was just telling Clint before the show started that I'm halfway through the fifth book. So I've cranked through them all pretty quickly. Yeah, I only started reading them maybe a month ago. Well, so. the first two are only little though, right? Pretty much doing a book a week, yeah. Yeah, I think I did the first two in like, eight days or something yeah because they're a bit small when i had a spare second it seems like i do a lot of reading but yeah they weren't that long whereas the fifth one's fat man yeah it's it is huge. Fat. I, agree. I think it's the biggest one in the series no Not that i haven't read books they're that all fat, pretty big from five on but it's just funny how like from the fourth to the fifth was a was a jump man it's true yeah but i, I mean knew it like they're decently well written Oh, that's Maybe I'm like awesome, very, man. very, very late to the party because I haven't seen the movies either. So don't spoil it for me, man, because I have no idea what happens. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, well, no I idea, not man. spoil it for you then. I'm pretty sure I did see the Order of the Phoenix film because I remember Harry like getting together with Cho Chang. I remember that happening. See, look, that's a spoiler. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but I, I, I remember that. I think they might have kissed maybe. I think I remember seeing that in the movie. That's as far as I remember. I have okay. no idea. Because I, I did see the fourth movie. I'm pretty sure I saw the third movie because I remember the fourth movie when he carried out old mate. Like, I just remember that yeah, visual okay. of him carrying a dude out who was dead. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, there's another spoiler for everyone who hasn't read Harry Potter yet. Um, yeah, not that that was particularly name, special. So that's all right. Yeah, I can tell you the names of all the people that you're talking about. Oh, I can tell you the names. I was trying to be subtle about my spoiling. Yeah, okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Cool. I'm excited to hear that there are new games. I'm actually genuinely interested to see them happening. You know? Me too. Well, especially, I'm excited that there's a new Batman game as well. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the thing. Batman, there's been good Batman games. So, like, the bar has been set at a decent level where they can't release trash now. You know what I mean? Like, people just might take it. Not once there's been masterpieces, you know? It's true, yeah. So, you can you can kind of reliably expect... You can expect a Batman game to be decent, whereas... Well... Like, what's Harry Potter got to verse? You know, nothing. Oh, I guess the Harry Potter Lego games, how are they? Well, that's that's... I was just about to say that, actually. When I said I've got three Lego games left, I've actually got more because I have both the lego harry potter games too that we haven't played yet because are the lego harry potter games like all seven years like all in a row no so that so they're split so the Into early two. years and then the same years yeah cool, cool so they're split across two games yeah that's cool yeah so they remastered them because i so they originally came out on ps3 and now okay. and then they released them on ps4 yeah fair enough yeah so i've got actually got them i haven't played them yet though yeah cool so oh, yeah that'll be go. cool more Lego in the future. Yeah. Hey, it's um, beating more games, man. You know what I mean? God, how many did you beat last year again? It's like 50-something, mate. It was mental. Uh, yeah, 54, I think. <sighs> That's crazy, man. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, I'm up to... That'd have to be the most you've ever beaten in a year, though, right? That's... that's yeah, I think big. so, because I was trying to get to 50. I know there's a few pissy ones in there, but for the most part, they're like 100-hour games, right? A lot of them. Well, oh, not maybe 100 not, hours, Maybe but like 20-hour games. 30. On yeah, average. 20 but to still, 30. It's not like one-hour games. No, no. 
So I think I'm up to about 10 or so for this year so far. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Because how and many the, weeks into the year are we? We're probably like 16 weeks into the year. More than that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And that's been some not small ones as well. Oh, totally. Totally. So, yeah. Anyway, oh, speaking of the Batman games, though, as you said, um, with them being renowned and, and having a high standard or whatever. Yeah. When, because Rocksteady's the, the company that does them, mm. and when Arkham Knight came out, which was the most recent one, it wasn't as well received. Yeah, but when you finish the series, you know, is anybody ever happy? I think it was more because they had vehicle combat. Oh, it had really weird controls. I remember you telling me about that on the show. Yeah, because there was one mission. You said you got used to it though, right? Yeah, but there was one mission I remember where you had to fight these like enemy tanks or cars or whatever in in the Batmobile. Yeah. It was the most annoying mission in the world because it was so painful having to try and... You wonder how the testers got through it. I remember you telling me about it at the time, man. Yeah. Anyway, so... Because I think he still gave it a five. And I remember being like, dude, though, you had that huge complaint about it. He's like, oh, it's Batman, man. It's Batman. Yeah, it's true. I, I could be wrong. We should go back and listen to it. You probably gave it a four. <laughs> it's true. Oh, well. But yeah, uh, so I'd sure be interested. Like, I, don't, I don't know who will actually be doing the next Batman game. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, so then, anyway, so back in 2018, Kotaku shared, shared alleged screenshots of the Harry Potter. It's an open world video game, it says. Um, I think increasing you've talked fans. about that on the show before, actually, man. Yeah, we probably did. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, so then, increasing fan excitement over an immersive world that would allow them to cast spells, interact with magical creatures, and lots more. That's pretty uh, cool. Imagine, like, you know, Skyrim in the Harry Potter world. That's yeah, pretty that awesome. would be amazing. No, no, I remember what you talked about. You talked about uh, the, is it Nanjing? Are they the ones who make... Uh, the ones who make Pokemon Go, what are they called? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember now. The company who make Pokemon Go, yeah, yeah, their yeah. next project was going to be an open world Harry Potter game, like an AR game. Oh, well, there that's is what, that. That's what you were telling me about. It's called Harry Potter Wizarding World or something like that. Oh, that, that exists? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Is it any good? Yeah, it's okay. I played it for probably a couple of days and then gave up on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Not Not as good as Pokemon Go, probably. Yeah, fair enough. Well, Pokemon Go is still going, right? Massively. You told me about an update to that a while back. Yeah, well, Harry Potter's still going too, though. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, like, didn't Pokemon Go just get a massive update, so it's had a big resurgence in use? Because it kind of faded away for a while, right? Yeah, I think there's still a pretty high level of people playing it, even if it faded away. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But I don't. I have. I gave up on it a long time ago. I'll have to search it up on YouTube and see if I can see something interesting for it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. So then, as for Batman games, rant notes. It's believed Warner Brothers Montreal has been working on a new game for some time. Oh, okay. So there you go. So I think they're the ones that did the actual Arkham Origins game, which was like the, not the spin-off, but like the separate one to the Arkham trilogy. Yeah, okay. Uh, and it had multiplayer and stuff, which was really cool as well. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. 
Uh, so it says there no have been no official confirmations on either of these games yet, hence all the excitement to have Warner Brothers attend E3 2020 and put them on their lineup. Uh, it remains unclear if or how Warner Brothers will proceed with E3. Now it's cancelled. So nice. we'll see what happens. Cool. We're not far off that, actually. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll hear more leading up to it anyway. There'll yeah. be leaks. There's always leaks. Oh, dude, totally. So, yeah. All right. So Microsoft has lifted the lid off the full Xbox Series X specs, giving several outlets a look at the brand new console in person, as well as important information on the storage options the gamers will be able to utilize in order to take advantage of the fast loading that will help push next gen forward. So I've got the specs. I, I, I copied the table into my notes just to give you an idea because you probably will understand and, and appreciate stuff more than I do. Yeah. Um, so the Xbox Series X specs, the CPU is eight times cores at 3.8 gigahertz. Uh, and then in brackets, it's got 3.6 gigahertz with SMT. I don't know what that is. Mm. Um, and custom Zen 2 CPU. GPU is 12 teraflops, 52 CUS at 1.825 gigahertz, custom RDNA 2 GPU. Uh, die size is 360.45 mm2. Processor is 7nm enhanced, memory 16 gig, uh, GDDR6 with 320 meg bus don't ask me man don't get me wrong like some of the stuff i know what you're talking about but it's interesting how i i think they'd be better off just going the current xbox does this the new xbox is x amount of times more powerful that's what they do in like i iphone videos and stuff don't get me wrong i don't think i think apple's gotten really formulaic with it now but back in the day it was like this ipod holds a thousand songs you know yeah the new ipad or ipod you know, holds 10,000 songs. So you get 9,000 more songs. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, so what does it mean? I yeah. have seen the uh, launch video for the new Xbox and it looks pretty good. Well. Uh, and for a second, I thought, based on the description I read of the video, I thought that it had said that the graphics in it were in-game graphics, but they totally weren't. I was like, there's no way that is in-game graphics. And then they clarified that the in-game graphics only started like at a certain point. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the in-game graphics were good. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, they, cause you know, they always go, Oh, look at this. And it's like, that's a cinematic. Like that's pre-rendered. Yeah. Anyway, not that anyway. they can't do amazing stuff. Now you look at some of the unreal engine videos they, of what they do in real time. And it's like, Whoa. So it'll happen. It'll happen. I just don't know if it'll happen with this gen. Well, bear with me because, uh, when I finish this part, I've actually got the PS5 specs came out like two days after. Oh, okay. Um, so to finish this off, memory bandwidth 10 gig at 560 gigs and 6 gig at 336 gigs. Uh, internal storage is one terabyte custom NVMe SSD. Uh, IO throughput 2.4 gig raw 4.8 gig compressed with custom hardware decompression block uh, expandable storage one terabyte expansion card matches internal storage exactly plus external storage you can do usb 3.2 external hd support uh, optical drive is 4k uhd blu-ray drive and performance target is 4k at 60 frames per second up 
2, it says. Cool. Uh, so the Xbox Series X will come with a 1 terabyte custom NVMe SSD, which is basically the fastest SSD that you can get today. You'll also be able to buy the identical expansion card that Seagate have created that plugs into the back port of the console. This will also add another terabyte to your storage, but it definitely won't be cheap. It looks as though the console will also support external hard drives, but it's likely that you won't get the same quick loading with these. Xbox has confirmed that playing your older games on the Xbox Series X will bring improved boot and load times, more stable frame rates, higher resolutions, and improved image quality. You'll also be able to take advantage of using your Xbox One accessories, as well as getting your game saves and progression. Mm. Yeah. As predicted, Sony's presentation was more dry and technical this morning, which won't please a lot of people. Sony has revealed the full PS5 specs, and it's an extremely similar story to that of the Xbox Series X. The PS5 has a slower CPU and GPU. It's an AMD RDNA 2 GPU with 10.28 teraflops compared to XSX 12 teraflops. These go to 11. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) That was just a spinal tap quote. Oh, okay. Why don't you just make like 10 louder? These go to 11. <laughs> um, have you seen that? Oh, I think I have. I think we've talked about this and mentioned this before as well. Sorry, you probably have. I just um, always think of that when something increases. It's like the logical thing to do is just like, you know, make the number bigger. Yeah, well, it's funny you These say that go because to 11. I always say to Nadine, I hate when people say they give 110%. Oh, it kills me. Because no one can give more than 100%. That's it. You can have a hundred and ten percent gain in performance, but you can't give a hundred and ten percent because you only have a hundred percent to give. Exactly. And your hundred percent can grow. See? Yeah. These go to a hundred and ten percent. That doesn't sound as funny in a dumb British accent. <laughs> These go to eleven. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's all right. Yeah. Um so less teraflops. Said... That's that's the moral of the story. Less teraflops. Yeah. In the but it said it said basically it's putting all its money on its SSD drive. Well, the PlayStation is the PlayStation, yep. But they were using an NVMe in the in the Xbox. How, what makes it so special? Well, I'll tell you. So the CPU is eight times Zen two cores at three point five gigahertz uh, yeah. variable frequency. It's actually yeah. got comparative stats to the PlayStation Four, but I can't. I'm not going to bother reading that. Yeah. Um, GPU ten point two eight teraflops, thirty six CUs at two point two three gigahertz variable frequency. GPU architectures custom RDNA two. Memory interface, 16 gig, uh, GDDR6 slash 256-bit. Memory bandwidth is 448 gigs. Internal storage custom, 825 gig SSD. Well, wasn't the Xbox a terabyte SSD? Let me just scroll back up. No, they said that it was matched. Yeah, it must have been because they could get an extra drive. Yeah, internal storage, one terabyte custom NVMe SSD. Yeah, so it's like, a, it's like an M.2, the NVMe ones, right? Or oh, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I just think well, so Sony's is only eight hundred and twenty-five gig. So anyway, uh, IO throughput five point five. It's because it's so damn fast. Yeah, five point five gig raw, typical eight to nine gig compressed. Uh, expandable storage is an NVMe SSD slot. And external storage is the same USB HDD support. Um, and the optical drive is 4K UHD Blu-ray. I'm sure it's going to be much thing. of a muchness in reality, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
All right, so then there's a, a bit of stuff. So it says the internal SSD, the PlayStation 5's SSD is nearly twice as fast as that of the Xbox Series X. Oh, okay. But it's okay. only 825 gig compared to the Xbox. Um, but that's the thing. To me, it seems like I'm obviously stupid. I don't really know. I have a bit of a technical knowledge, but not really. But, like, I would think that would mean that you would have faster load times. Yeah. But the bulk of the actual processing still needs to be done on the graphics card and the CPU, like... Yeah, I'd be like, interested to see, because... Because, like, a fast SSD, like, whatever the current operation is going into the RAM, you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. RAM is faster than an SSD. Like, that's the whole point of RAM. It's, like, super fast memory. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, coming off an SSD, you can write to the RAM quicker, because you can come off the SSD into the RAM, out of the RAM, onto... You know what I mean? I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm, I have a limited knowledge of hardware specific stuff and how it runs but yeah I, I would think graphics processing and CPU processing should still make a big difference but then you know like a faster hard drive to run an operating system makes a huge difference just because it can access files more quickly well, yeah well I'd be it interested it just depends where see. the bottleneck is and they must be banking on that the bottleneck is in the drive read speeds you know yeah yeah well okay. I'll be we'll, interested we'll see. to see because I have started playing Final Fantasy 7 Remake oh yeah how's that it's been quite fun. Um, awesome. I'm only like two missions in, so I'm not very far. But is the world like less detailed? Because in the original, it was like pre-rendered, so the world was pretty amazing looking. Oh, dude, this original. game looks amazing! Awesome, totally awesome. amazing, dude. You you would I I might have to bring my PS4 for a couple of the days that I come to work just so you can see it. Nice. You or, should just or, um, stream it, man. Just capture it. Yeah, well, I was going to say, or you should just watch a YouTube video of it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Because, yeah, it looks amazing. The characters look so good. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so my point behind that is I am playing. So, so you get to do side missions. Yeah. And I've noticed that if I'm running through the world and I go mm-hmm. to talk to someone about a side mission or whatever or talk to one of the shop people where I want to buy something, if yeah. I run in and then press the talk button, it takes about eight to ten seconds for it to actually register that I've pressed the button and for the character to come to me. Eight to ten seconds. That's insane. Yeah, so I've noticed that it's a bit slow. And same with the map as well. When I, a bit. When I, That's crazy. When I press the map, it doesn't load the picture straight away. Like, that's another probably five seconds before it loads the picture. Crazy. And it's not all the time, but it is a lot of the time. And the crazy thing is, I'm playing on a PS4 Pro, so I'm not even playing on the normal PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's supposed to be faster. Yeah, still sluggish. There you go. Yeah, so I don't know whether this will make a difference or not in the PS5. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, so Sony says that the PS5 SSD can load 2 gig in 0.27 seconds compared to 1 gig in 20 seconds on the PS4 currently. Okay, so yeah, that will make a huge yeah. difference. There you go. So the SSD will work to make load screens a thing of the past, booting instant. Well, see, that's their job. That's their job is to explain why we should care about a faster hard and, drive. You yeah, know exactly, I mean? like, and why we, why awesome. we should want it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, should make load screens a thing of the past, boosting... No, booting instant, making patch installs seamless, and deduplicate game data. Uh, External storage and backwards compatibility. So when it comes to external storage, Sony's not using a properly... 
no, a proprietary port. Instead, you'll be able to buy an NVMe SSD drive off the shelf that complies with Sony's specifications in order to expand your storage. Sony says that they won't be telling customers um, which SSD drives will work before launch as they're waiting for these to hit the market over the next few months. So don't run out and buy one. Similar to the Xbox Series X, you'll be able to plug in a USB HD, uh, but you'll only be able to play PlayStation 4 games off this device. Oh, there you go. So not the new games. Um, This is because the internal SSD is that fast that you'd never be able to play games in the way Sony intends in a slower slower hard drive. Um, 3D audio. Sony is also banking on 3D audio to pave the way for the next gen. It's extremely complex to explain, but Sony says that if you're playing a game with rain, you can expect to feel like you're standing in the middle of it based on audio positioning. Uh, Dead Space was used... Not if you've just got a shitty TV, though. Well, that's true. Or a shitty pair of stereo headphones. How's that going to be improved? I don't know. Dead Space was used in the demo to showcase here... Um, no, so you'll need a 3D audio be... headset, I'm assuming? What's that? I just, I'm just interested to know how that is going to be distinctly different. I don't know. Do you need a 3D audio headset? Yeah, I guess. Or is it just playing with a stereo audio? But then that you? still you has to work with now? your TV as well. Well, no, not if the head if the headphones were plugged into the controller because you know oh, you said yeah, last week true. the controller has a port in it. Yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, who knows? I'm sure they know. I don't know. I'm not trying to naysay. I just mean I'm interested how that will work in a practical sense. You know. Yeah. Well, it says Dead Space was used in the demo to showcase how there could be one enemy left that you can't find, but this kind of technology will let you know exactly where an enemy is. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so Sony revealed the full PS5 specs this morning, including C- CPU, GPU, and insanely fast SSD, which will remove load times for games. But in terms of backwards compatibility, Sony confirmed PS4 backwards compatibility, which is awesome. Um, yeah, that's great. But we're a little less than clear about how far this would go. Mark Cerny... Oh, so I might be just selecting... Yeah, who is the PS5 system lead architect, said that they've taken the top 100 PS4 games by playtime and they're expecting most of these to be playable at PS5 launch. Uh, This is apparently due to the fact that PS5 is too fast and PS4 games require tweaks and testing on a case-by-case basis. It's unclear if Sony will keep adding to this list, but it's fairly obvious at this point that there won't be backwards compatibility outside of the PS4, which sucks because it'll be nice to have PS3 and PS2 and PS1 games. Well, you'd think if this thing's so freaking fast, they could run an emulator. Exactly. Like, they've got the code. I mean, I know it's closed source, but they can write an emulator for their own, you know, hardware. Well, if they want to be competing with Xbox, as I said to you, I think we talked about last time, I just bought the original Xbox games of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. Totally. And I can, if I want to, go and grab my original Xbox games and chuck the disc in and play them off the disc. Yeah, that's awesome. So if they want to compete with Xbox, they need to up their game in regards to that. See, Xbox is, has an advantage there, though, because they just use DirectX, which is the same thing the PC games are using. Yeah, you that's know what true. I mean? So, like, Xbox back in the day was just using DirectX. It was just an earlier version. Yeah. And those have backwards compatibility, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, does. I I'm still undecided as to whether I get an Xbox Series X or a PS5. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, yeah. I'm still undecided. Yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm assuming that reviews 
will come out a couple of weeks before. Yeah. So I'll do a little bit of research then and decide what to do. I've still got $700 of credit sitting there waiting. So I can decide what I want when I want it, but I'm just not sure yet. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, all right. So Fortress Melbourne, which opened its doors on Friday, will close until further notice from 7 p.m. tonight. This is due to COVID-19 and Fortress believing that it has a responsibility to keep staff and patrons safe. The venue, so when was this? So the venue was is this April? the largest gaming esports venue in the Southern Hemisphere and has been being constructed for the better part of a year in Melbourne's Emporium Centre. Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, when when was this? What date? Oh, sorry. Um, so this was like the 19th of March was the last note I made. So okay. the week of that. Yeah, cool. Uh, so it houses a 300-person arena, multiple gaming rooms, streamer pods, and a full eatery. Uh, you have to feel for the team over at Fortress, who literally opened this innovative venue as COVID-19 started to worsen in Australia and across the world. Obviously, once they reopen, it will be hugely important to head down to Fortress and show them your support. Cool. Yeah. Now, this last piece... I'm just making sure it's not the last... It is the last piece. So this last piece of thing... Um, I thought you'd think this was cool. Um so I came across an article that was the 50 greatest video games of all time have been named. But it is based on the site that did the... Yeah, you always got to take this stuff with a grain yeah. of salt because if it's written by 22-year-olds, that don't... Yeah, so it, it is based on the site. So anyway, so gaming can be a hot topic of debate at the best of times, but what if someone asks you to name the best game of all time? It's a question that is certainly going to split opinion, but thanks to rankers and its readers, so R-A-N-K-E-R-S. Um, they have yeah. made the decision for you with a list of games that include PC, console, mobile, and arcade games. Over the years, we have had some great consoles, ranging from PlayStation brand to the Xbox brand. However, we have also had Nintendo to thank for some ultimate classic gaming. Each and every console has provided us with a classic game here or there, but now it's time to count down the best of the best. Games ranked 50 to 31 are a broad range of fighting, role-playing, and action games. So let's not wait any longer. Let's see what makes the list. So I thought you'd think this was cool because I know you like these lists. and I don't like them. I like to know something. You know what I mean. You, you, but we like yeah, looking at what... Oh, what do I know, man? I don't even play stuff. That's the whole point is that you tell me about what's good. I, don't, I wouldn't even know. But you will know because it's got stuff from like Super Nintendo and Sega and things like that as well. Oh, yeah. So yeah, totally. You will. Anyway, so I'm just going to count down the list. So number 50 is Half-Life 2. So you would know what that is. Yeah, of course. Just play out there, okay, I don't need to All talk right, about so 50 is Half-Life 2, 49 Super Mario Kart, um, so the 1992. Um, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, 48. 47 Pokemon Yellow. Uh, 46 The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. 45 Elder Scrolls Online for Oblivion. Uh, 44 Super Metroid. 43, Halo 3, 42, Super Street Fighter 2, uh, 41, Portal, 40 is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, 39 is Crash Bandicoot, 38, Final Fantasy 7, there you go, 38, uh, 37, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, 36, Diablo 2, 35, Batman Arkham Asylum, 34, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 33, Super Smash Brothers, uh, and that's the 1999 version. Uh, 32, Donkey Kong Country, the SNES one. Uh, 31, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. 
So that's... See, I don't know if I agree with Donkey Kong Country beating Mario Kart. That's nuts. I don't yeah, that, well, I don't, I don't know if... Fantasy seven. I agree what? with Donkey Kong beating Smash Brothers or Legend of Zelda yeah, Breath of the Wild. Oh, tons of or Diablo there, 2 or Batman Arkham Asylum. The original Donkey Kong Country is average. I think people just want to love it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, keep going. Um, so, so the summary of 50 to 31, among the games listed in 50 to 31, there are some unforgettable titles such as Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare that sits at 37. The popular first-person shooter comes in higher than Nintendo classics like Super Mario Kart and Pokemon Yellow. All but one of the titles listed appeared before 2010. So The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the only one post-2010 that comes in at 34. Okay, so 30 to number 11. The only one I didn't really agree with was Donkey Kong Country. So that's pretty good. Oh, well, that's good. All right, so 30 to 11. So number 30 is Fallout 3, 29 Bioshock, 28 Metal Gear Solid, 27 Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, 20... Metal Gear Solid, is that the PlayStation? Yeah, yeah. 1998. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So 26 Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. 25, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. That's like my favorite Zelda game. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, 24, Batman, Arkham City. 23, God of War. 22, Super Mario Bros. 3. 21, Mortal Kombat, uh, the original, so 1992. The original? Yep. Nah, wrong. <laughs> uh, Keep going. So number 20, Pokemon Gold. 19, The Legend of Zelda, so the original. Uh, 18, Fallout New, New Vegas. 17, GoldenEye 007. I assume, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I get that being in there, though. That was huge. Man. Yeah, of course. I know people who failed like entire semesters of uni because that game. Yeah, yeah. Well, so then 16 is Super Mario World. I would put that higher than yeah, 16. Awesome. Yeah, I'd put it higher than that, too, but most people. And would. then 15 is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I'd also put that higher. Oh, I would have thought that would have been way higher. And yeah. then 14 is Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. So. It beats Ocarina of Time. Uh, 13, Assassin's Creed 2, which ugh, I don't know how that got so high. I told you, 22 year old. Yeah, that's true. Uh, number 12 like is Super the first Mario 64. Game beat, you know? What's that? Uh, number 12, Super Mario 64. Oh, yeah, fair And enough. number 11 is Minecraft. Jeez, even that I would have thought would have been higher. Yeah. Uh, so the summary for 30 to 11 is approaching the top 10. There's a real mixed bag. There's more recognition for Legend of Zelda franchise with A Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask, and the 1986 original version itself also featuring. Uh, the appearance of three Super Mario games shows how popular that is with gamers. So number 10 to number one. Number 10 is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Number nine is Halo. Com- What's that? Sorry, I'm just surprised. San Andreas. Yeah. No, it was pretty popular though, man. It it was. Yeah, I know it's pretty because it was because don't, don't get me wrong, Vice City's probably my favorite. Yeah, I, I still thought three was the biggest. Three was the one that was like nah, but it wasn't three. Three was the one that changed everything. Yeah, that's what I mean. But it wasn't the most popular. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, five was the most popular. Though, yeah, well, right? yeah, funny you say that because spoilers, it's number one. Yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> anyway, so number number nine is Halo Combat Evolved. Number eight is Doom. Uh, so the original, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, see, oh, that's fine. Number seven is Mario Kart sixty four. Number six. Oh, it is awesome. It's underrated in my opinion. Well, obviously not by this list. What's that, Mario Kart sixty four? Yeah, sixty four was. Excellent. Yeah, it was very good. I agree. 
It's one of the yeah. It's I reckon. I've always thought it was better than Super Mario Kart. Other people are like, nah, Super Mario Kart is the best. I'm like, nah, nah, it's not. not really. I've played it recently. It's not. Yeah, same. It's yeah, not. No. 64, 64 was good, and then the next one um, is probably Double Dash, and then. Oh, Double Dash was freaking awesome. I consider Double Dash a masterpiece. The GameCube, man, is the most underrated console. It is. Anyway, I agree. Keep going. I'm ranting. But yeah, 64 and then Double Dash and then the 3DS version, I reckon. Oh, yeah, I never played yeah. that. And then the Switch version, obviously, like we use Switch version. Yeah. Are, are around the same ballpark as the 3DS one. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then number six was Super Smash Brothers Melee, which... Melee was 64. Or was it GameCube? Oh, okay. No, it would have been GameCube. GameCube? 64 was the original. Oh, yeah, no, 2001. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's got the date. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, So the number five is Red Dead Redemption. Number four is Pokemon Red. So that's the original Game Boy one. Yeah. It's funny that red, not blue. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so number three, which is... And I always just think of yellow as being the one everyone liked because it was like... It was the mixed. Basically red and It blue. was the mixed bag, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then number three, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Number two is The Last of Us. And number one is Grand Theft Auto Five. Crazy. There you go. So uh, in summary, top 10, the top 10 video games of all time, according to Ranker and their readers, is jam-packed with action and role-playing titles aplenty. Top of the pile, action-adventure title Grand Theft Auto V allows players to explore the world of Los Santos and Blaine County, completing a series of missions along the way. The latest instalment of the Rockstar Games classic beats the likes of The Last of Us and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, a title that had previously been voted the best game of the 2010s by Ranker and their readers. Unsurprisingly, Nintendo is also well-presented, uh, represented with Pokemon Red version, Super Smash Brothers Melee, and Mario sixty four all present. Okay. So yeah, there you go. All right, so moving on to the next one. So we got what do we got? Three episodes left. How are we going for time? I can't. I haven't actually looked. Uh, I don't know. I've got my stuff on my screen from when I looked up that Goose game. We are going. Pretty good, 54 minutes. Okay, so we got, well, I got a decent amount of news for the next, not this one, no, but the next couple after this one. All right, so. We might as well try and get through it all. Yeah, maybe. we'll get through them. So, uh, this one I played and beat Minecraft Story Mode on Xbox One, and I gave oh, it a four go. and a half out of five. So, oh, cool. do you know what this is? No, you asked me about it last week, and I said no. Okay, so Minecraft Story Mode is the Telltale Games game that they did in conjunction with Mojang to make this Minecraft story mode, right? Yeah. So is it part of Minecraft or is it like you got to buy it separately? What's that? Sorry. Is it part of Minecraft? No, no, it's a completely separate game. Yeah. 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 So Minecraft story mode is a game. It's Minecraft story mode. It's called. Yeah. And it's by Telltale. It's, it's your typical Telltale game where you get to make your choices and choose your options and play through the game with your choices. So, I really enjoyed it. I had originally, so I bought it on disc for, I don't know, about 12 bucks or something, right? Yeah. And I'd only bought the normal version of it. So, uh, the normal version had five episodes and then they released like an expansion version, which went up to eight episodes, right? 
Okay. So because Telltale closed, you weren't able to access those extra episodes anymore. And I wanted oh, to play okay. them, so I went to buy them. And no, actually, I think I even had a problem downloading my all my original episodes. I think I only got up to like number four or something, and I had a problem downloading them. Crazy. So I I enjoyed it. And so I ended up actually buying a digital version of the complete game. So yeah, it came with all eight episodes on it. And I think I bought it off eBay for like $18 or something. Okay. So I was glad I did because I played through all eight episodes. It was really fun. As I said, four and a half. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Um, speaking of this, so I took my disc into EB to trade it in towards stuff. Yeah. And they won't actually accept it because the download content and everything has been cancelled and you can't actually access it anymore. Yeah, they won't take it as a trading game. Oh, yeah. So, um, on top of this, though, because I liked it so much, I went and found on eBay because there's a Minecraft story mode season two. Oh, and yeah. it's the next story or whatever carried on from this new game. So, I actually bought that off eBay. For so how old are these games now? Uh, I'm not actually sure. I think it's been around for a while. Give me two secs and I will have a quick look. You talk while I look. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I was pretty excited. So um, as I said, I, I enjoyed it that much that I, I went and actually looked for it to get the second one. And, yeah, I found a, a dude was just a private sale um, and I got it for, like, I think it was a buy buy this or best offer. And, and oh, I yeah. offered him, like, two bucks less, so I got it for $18 instead of 20 bucks. Sweet. So I was pretty happy with that. Uh, it released in October 2015. Oh, yeah, that's pretty old. Yeah. So let's just have a look. Season two, just to see when it came out as well. Uh, July seventeenth is when season two okay. came out. Cool. Yeah, so I'm 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 excited about playing it. I haven't installed it yet because I only just got it in the mail a couple of days ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed the first one, so I'm looking forward to playing the second one. And if it does carry on from the story with the choices and everything I made, then that'll be cool too. I agree. Because it'll be fresh in my mind because I've only just played it. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Uh, All right. So, there's not a lot of news. So, according to a Dreams creator that made a dream including Mario, Nintendo isn't too happy with the Dreams creations using its IP. Creator Pieces... No, Piece of Craft made the creation rigged Mario for Twitch streams but said that a big video game company sent him an email with a takedown request. It's been long thought about in terms of how Dreams is able to push the use of IP in its many creations. And up until this point, we haven't seen any companies file takedowns, but it definitely doesn't surprise us that Nintendo is the first. Yeah, I totally. I really want to play Dreams. It's it's supposed to be amazing. So I will... Yeah, you said that before. Yeah, I will pick it up. Because I wasn't actually that interested in it to start with. Um, but since it came out, it's had so much hype and people talking about it that it really wants me, makes me want to play it. Yeah, cool. So it's only about 49 bucks to buy. So I think I will maybe go and trade some stuff in and look at getting it sometime. Yeah, or I'll really keep man. an eye on sales and buy it when it goes on sale. 
All right, so EB Games has announced some significant changes to the way that it operates starting tomorrow. These changes are to keep staff and customers safe during the current pandemic, and you would expect that these changes will last some months. Starting tomorrow, you'll no longer be able to pay with cash, trade in games, or have EB Games repair your consoles. If there are trade deals, which EB Games have for most AAA pre-orders, you'll unfortunately need to wait until they resume trades to take advantage of them. So there you go. Cool. Uh, yeah, so that's not so all much. across all EB now. So yeah. Okay, so do, 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 two episodes to go. So this would have been 222 that we're up to. So we're getting there. This one has a decent amount of news, but we'll get through it. So I did play a game, and I did beat it. Uh, And the reason I played this game is because I got a notification on my phone saying that the games... So so each month or whatever, throughout the month or whatever, however it happens, I get a notification saying these games are leaving Xbox Game Pass. And so generally, if it's something that I've downloaded, I'm like, oh, I better play it. So this is what happened with this game. I got a notification saying this game will leave Xbox Game Pass on the 31st of March. Um, And I'd wanted to play it and I had it downloaded for ages and just never played it. Um, Mm. So that was my kick in the bum to (laughs) to actually have a go. Um, So the game I played was Vampire. And as I said, I played it on Xbox One from Xbox Game Pass. Uh, finished it, gave it a three out of five. So okay. it has good ideas. The loading times are absolutely terrible. Probably one of the worst yeah, I've had yeah. in a long time. Yeah. Good. Like I would be in a fight with a boss and it would come up loading down the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah, that's brutal. And and so you transition between areas in the world. So, because it's all set in like, um, London, there's a there's a pandemic going on. Which, funnily enough, mm-hmm. I was playing this while the pandemic was happening here. Um, yeah. But there's a pandemic of the, uh, it's the. Oh, what is it? Vampire disease. No, it's like the flu. Oh, okay. But it's like the bad flu. I can't remember what it was. Now. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so then, but then on top of that, there's all this stuff happening with vampires and stuff as well. So yeah. people think it's the flu initially, but there's all this secret behind business that it's actually vampires. Anyway, so uh, it's cool. So you so you play, and when you first spoilers, when you first start the game, your character gets bitten and turned into a vampire, and in turn, when he's stumbling through the streets and trying to figure out what's going on and not sure what's going on and and yeah. feels the hunger and whatever of a vampire um some lady comes up to him and he and he bites her and it ends up being his sister who was looking for him and so when he comes to his senses he realizes what he does and the whole point is that he tries to find out who turned him and made him into a vampire and why that happened and find out with revenge for his sister or whatever um so it's cool so you get to level up your vampire powers and you also get to level up um other other things on top of that as well as as well as help people um because you're actually a doctor that's your profession so you are helping people 
but you have the choice of whether when you help someone or whatever, you can either bite them and what happens there is if you bite them, you get experience points to level up your character more. And so because of all the sickness and stuff going on, if you if they're sick and you heal them, you get more experience points. Yeah. Um, admittedly, because it's me and and <laughs> I can't be the evil person in the game, I don't think I killed I think I killed one person and it was in the tutorial no. right at the start of the game. Nice. So other than that, I didn't I didn't actually bite or kill anyone throughout the whole game. There you go. Anyway, fun game. Um but yeah, the loading times killed it for me. As I said, especially nice. when it was within a boss fight. Cuz yeah. that shouldn't be happening. I can understand with transition from area to area. But yeah, yeah the boss fight one killed me. Oh, well, you still beat it, so good job. Yeah. Anyway, so, yes, I did beat it before it left Game Pass, so I was quite happy about that. All right, so getting into the news, uh, an internal EB Games note obtained by Kotaku Australia has thanked staff for their outstanding service over the last few weeks and outlined what could happen if the retailer is shut down due to lockdowns. We had cited this memo late last week and have had it verified with several EB Games staff. Uh, the memo starts by thanking staff who have continued to work through not only incredible challenging times, but also busier than usual times with games becoming a hot item over the last few weeks. Your achievements through these trying times have been amazing in an environment where some other retailers have been required to close by government order and others have thrown in the towel. You have continued to serve your customers magnificently. Uh, it is especially... So when you consider this has all been done with COVID-19 at the forefront of everyone's mind and the need to maintain strict social distancing rules, your efforts have been legendary, the memo states. In reference to stores closing, the memo states that EB Games will do exactly what our state and federal governments ask of us, whatever that is. It also goes on to detail what would happen to staff if they are stood down, uh, although it's a little unclear. EB Games is definitely not making any promises in terms of paying staff in a shutdown. The memo reads, If we have to close, I cannot promise you we can pay you for the entire period of any stand down. The variables are too great. I don't know if or when a stand down may occur. I don't know if it will be regional or national. I don't know if there will be any government assistance. And most importantly, I do not know how long it will last. Rest assured, we have a plan to hopefully soften the blow of any worst case scenario. There you go. Uh, so then the director and producer behind the Final Fantasy VII Remake have posted an important message on Twitter directly relating to Australia and Europe. So this is in regards to me getting it early, as I told you when I came and saw you that day. Yeah. Uh, so due to events going on in the world, Square Enix had to post copies of the game out to Australia and European stores a lot earlier than normal. We've confirmed that some Australian stores already have stock. Due to this fact, they're aware that copies are going to be out there before the April 10th release date. They've pleaded with these fans to please not spoil anything about the game online as there are surprises for newcomers and series veterans. Final Fantasy VII Remake is due to release on April 10th in Australia, with April 10th being a public holiday and the COVID-19 situation getting worse. Coupled with the fact that copies of the game are already in stores, it's becoming increasingly likely we will see this game release early, which it did 
So, oh, I'm sure there'll be jerks who stream the game, no matter how much pleading is done. You know what I mean? It's true. Oh well, it's already past the point anyway. Now, anyway, so it doesn't yeah, of matter. Of course. Awesome. So I um, as I said, I I did get it early. I think I ended up playing it like maybe the day before the release date. Oh yeah. So I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. Nice. Well, you wouldn't have done it anyway. Right? Nah, of course not. <laughs> but if those guys plead that I yeah, don't. That's right. <laughs> awesome. All right. So 2K announced overnight in the latest Nintendo Direct that a wealth of 2K games are coming to Nintendo Switch. This includes Bioshock the Collection, which includes Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite. Borderlands Legendary Collection, which includes Borderlands. Borderlands pre-sequel and Borderlands 2 and XCOM 2 with all of its download content and expansions. All three of these collections will release on May 29th. Uh, the Nintendo rumor mill has been going wild overnight. Several outlets, including VentureBeat and Eurogamer, are reporting that Nintendo is looking to go big for Mario's 35th anniversary, which is happening this year. Nice. So... Nintendo is planning on releasing a Super Mario All-Stars 2.0 type collection, which includes Nintendo Switch remasters of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy 2. That's awesome. It's unclear if all of these games will release on their own or as a collection at this point, but it's hard to believe that... no mention of Mario Sunshine, man. I know, dude. I can't. Unbelievable. But it's hard to believe that remasters of all these games will release all at once. If that isn't enough Mario for you, a Super Mario 3D World Deluxe Edition style release is apparently on the way. Uh, The game originally released on Wii U, as well as a brand new Paper Mario game. This isn't the first time we've heard of a new Paper Mario game releasing this year. The plans were originally supposed to be revealed at E3 2020 before it was cancelled. It's unclear. Man, I'd buy a Switch if they did that. <laughs> if they release all those Mario games, I'll buy a Switch just so I can have more on the one thing. Oh, I agree. So it's unclear if like, this will still go ahead. Especially Mario point. Sunshine, though. Come on, don't fleece us. That's like, yeah, yeah, like leaving out Super Mario Brothers too. You can't do it. Like Mario Sunshine was pure polish, man. Pure polish. Oh, dude, it is. It just depends. I don't know. It just depends what mini consoles they want to release. Oh, maybe, but come on, man. Like, I don't think they can do a mini version of the Wii. Yeah. Uh, would, would you even bother? The Wii's still kind of current. That's what I mean. So yeah, I don't. Like I, I think old. they would just release those as emulated versions on the Switch. So yeah, that would yeah, be totally. Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, d- I don't see why they couldn't just release an emulated version of Mario 64 as well. Totally. And Mario Galaxy, to be honest. So, yes, it would be nice if they just all released it once. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but if they... The fact that you could play GameCube games on Wii and you could play Wii games on Wii U, which tells me they just locked GameCube games. Mm. You know, I'm like, I don't see why... Anyway, obviously, they just don't think it was one of his all-star moments. But I just... I love that. The Isle Delphine. Yeah, me too. Anyway. Having a whinge, that's not ah, a that's fine. Sorry, man. As I said, I if this happens, that will be amazing. And I'm happy for them to release separately. That's fine. Oh, even without Mario Sunshine, that would be amazing. Would if be they release separately, that, that gives me time to play each one before the next one comes out. Totally. I, I, I could see them releasing Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 as a pack because that yeah. would make sense. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, if they release all this stuff, then that will be amazing to me. Totally. All right. So after leaking two nights ago, Activision has officially announced and released Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remaster on the PlayStation Store. Uh, it's only available on PlayStation 4 for 30 days with the Xbox One and PC version coming on April 30th. The reason for this is that this exclusivity deal was signed before Activision made the decision to no longer have exclusive content deals, uh, with last year's Modern Warfare being the first game to put that into action. It's $34.95 and includes the full Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered in 4K with HDR. The game doesn't include any multiplayer as Activision want to bring classic Modern Warfare maps to Modern Warfare 2019, so the newer game, uh, and keep expanding this. Those that grab the game on the PlayStation Store or on Xbox One and PC will immediately get access to an underwater demo Team Classic Ghost Bundle, which will unlock the blow in Modern Warfare, the new game. Um, uh, UDT Classic Ghost Skin, two weapon blueprints, weapon charm, finishing move, voice quip, animated calling card emblem and two battle pass tier skips don't know what any of that does but anyway uh there you go uh so even though video games seem to be the last normal thing left at the moment delays were always going to be inevitable and that's exactly what's happening this morning with the last of us part two being delayed indefinitely indefinitely crazy yeah that was quite disappointing on my part because that was one of the games i was really looking forward to this year oh i'm sure you're not the only one so this is the second time the game has been delayed after it moved from its original release date of february 21st to may 29th as of now the game has no new release date naughty dog has said in a statement that this delay is due to logistics beyond their control so it's unclear how long it'll be before we see the game. But as it's due to COVID-19, it will likely be later. It will likely be the later end of the year, the statement reads. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, As you've likely just seen, the release of Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed. We're sure the news is just as disappointing to you as it is to us. We wanted to reach out to all of you in our community to give you a little more information. The good news is we're nearly done with development of Last of Us Part 2, We are in the midst of fixing our final bugs. However, even with us finishing the game, we were faced with the reality that due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part 2 around the same time, ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time where we can solve these logistic issues. We were bummed about this decision, but ultimately understood it's what's best and fair to all players. We're hoping that this won't be a long delay and we'll update you as soon as we have more information to share. We wish you all, your families and your friends, the best of health. Thank you for being amazing fans and your continued support. Stay safe. Nice one. Yeah. So that was disappointing. I, um, yeah, as I said, I was really looking forward to it for this year. So we will wait and see. All right, so last episode, and then we're all caught up. But this has a lot of news too, so we will just smash through it as best we can. Uh, And I think this is pretty much up to date with games that I've beaten and stuff too. I might have to actually post about these ones because these two that I'm about to talk about, I don't think I've posted about yet. Good time. Let me have a quick look. No, I haven't. So there you go. Vampire was the last one, and that's what we just talked about. So I will have to do that tonight after we finish. (laughs) 
Um, even though I'll have to edit them first anyway, so we'll be right. Yeah. Nice. All right. So I played and beat two games uh, this week. Well, for this week. So the first one was Borderlands 3 on PS4. Uh, so I gave that a five out of five. Nice. That would have been a massive investment of time, right? How long were you playing? Uh, yeah, it was about 20 to 30 hours, I reckon. Oh, yeah, not as much as I would I didn't crazy. do a lot of side missions. I okay. mostly just played... Like, I did a little bit of side missions just to level up my character a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, I mostly just played through the story and and that was it. Uh, don't get me wrong. It would be fun, but I played it by myself as well. So I didn't play it with any of my yeah. mates or anything. So yeah, I think that would be fun if you were playing it with someone. And mm. I guess would be more incentive to play some story missions, um, side missions and stuff if I had someone else to play with. Um, yeah. But yeah, mostly for me, I just played through the normal story and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so then the second game I beat was Pokemon Shield on the Switch. Uh, and I gave that a four and a half out of five as well. Yeah, cool. So I remember, I think we talked about a little while ago where I said I was I started playing Pokemon and I didn't really get into it that much. So I hadn't sort of kept playing it like I did some of the other ones. Uh, admittedly, once I started playing it, I, I did get into that normal feel of the Pokemon games where I wanted to level up my Pokemon and get through the story and that sort of thing. Um, this game is very much catered to new people. So it's very... (laughs) I would be diplomatic, but it's very dumbed down. So, for example, you will fight a person or Pokemon, whatever, so you might have a battle, whether it's a wild one or or a trainer, and once you have versed a certain Pokemon... The next time you fight against them, it will tell you out of all your Pokemon in your party when you go through to see which one you want to use or whatever, it will tell you exactly what move is super effective, not effective, has no effect at all, or just normal. So being that I said it's dumbed down is because you used to have to learn what types were super effective against what types. Yeah, remember that. So you could pick the right Pokemon when you were going into a battle in the next thing. Whereas this one, you can just go in and if you're not not got the right one to straight away get, you can just go into your party, scroll down, pick the ones with the have super effective moves and flip them out back into your party. I mean, back into your normal battle and use them in the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on top of that, whenever you do a battle, trainer or wild Pokemon, or catch Pokemon, or whatever. Whatever you do to get experience points, all of your Pokemon in your party get experience points, not just the top one that you're using. So they all level up all at the same time, basically. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. No, it's not, but it's not the old school days of... You're right. It's not how it used to be. Any Pokemon Red getting in the top ten. Plus, this, this version, they took out a bunch of the Pokemon... So they only had a lot of the newer Pokemon for this specific game. So yeah, they took yeah, out yeah. a lot of the original ones and old ones. And and a lot of people were really annoyed about that when that got announced. Um, anyway, I still had fun. 
I am at the point where I'm contemplating buying because it has two expansions oh, yeah. um, where it's two completely different areas and new Pokemon are added and all that sort of stuff. So it's $45 for the two expansions together. So I'm still a bit torn. I haven't decided yet, but I think I will eventually probably end up doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So moving on to news. So Telstra has announced that the Xbox Series X is coming to Xbox One. I'm sorry, Xbox All Access. Uh, So this is the service that Telstra announced late last year that allows gamers to get Xbox consoles on a 12 or 24-month plan for no more than it would cost to buy the console outright. So this is similar to that of the phone plan where you'd pay a monthly fee in order to get the device up front. So we've talked about this before. Um, And this is amazing. If you can get the the new Xbox through this, I would imagine that a lot of people are going to be doing this. Because if you're only having to pay an extra 30 bucks a month on top of your phone bill or whatever... Uh Done. Yeah, yeah, I I can't see. I I'm contemplating doing it. Totally. Instead, you got seven hundred bucks sitting in eBay. Yeah, or eBay games. But I could buy a PS Five and then do this with the Xbox. Oh, totally, totally. You wouldn't, and you'll own it before exactly. You get it. Yeah. Well, you get it already. Yeah. So yeah, you just totally. pay it off then. So, um, so it said we don't know the price of the Xbox Series X currently. So it's unclear how much yeah. you'll be paying per month, but this could be a great way to get the next-gen console when it launches later this year if you can't foot the whole bill up front. Uh, you'll also get an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription. So that's the other thing too. You get the Xbox Game Pass subscription as well, which I also pay ten mm-hmm. ninety-five a month for. So if you're getting that as well as yeah, the yeah, Xbox, totally. yeah, it great. seems awesome to me. Um, Too good to be true. Uh, so you get that alongside the length of your plan, which allows you to access Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live. So in addition to this, Telstra has also announced new pricing for the Xbox One X on Xbox All Access. So you can now get it for $34 a month for 24 months, which also includes 24 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And this is down from $38 a month when it launched last year. Yeah, so that's pretty good to me. Like, if you're getting the console as well as that Xbox Game Pass, which is Game Pass and Live, because the Xbox Live I pay yeah. for about seventy bucks for twelve months as well. I, yeah, yeah, like cool. this is that's really good deal. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Totally. So I, uh, I think I will definitely. It's funny because after we just said I was torn between getting PS Five and Xbox. Yeah, now it's like well, I don't yeah, I don't need to make that decision now. That's great. Awesome. All right, so any gamer would know that there's some hilarious inside jokes when it comes to gamers and Mountain Dew slash Doritos for many, many reasons over the years. Well, it turns out that starting today, PepsiCo has dropped Mountain Dew Doritos into Australian stores. We get them before anyone else in the world. This was first spotted on food Instaga- Instagrammer Nick Vavita's page. It's unclear if they're hitting Woolworths, Coles, but they're definitely available in 7-Eleven stores. I highly doubt they're worth heading out to stores for, though. They apparently have a lemon-lime type flavour, but I honestly couldn't even imagine what would taste like. That is hilarious. Uh, Doritos Australian brand manager said the below to Daily Mail. Aussie consumers are the first in the world to have the chance to try this unique new product that's needs, uh, that needs to be tasted to be believed. 
to create this unique flavor, we partnered with our beverages and research and development teams to ensure we got the flavor just right. And we think our customers are going to love the result. I might have to go to 7-Eleven and buy some of these. Totally. <laughs> just to try them. You just get bits. Yeah, did. I know. It's true. <laughs> well, there's no 7-Eleven here, so I'll have to buy them in Brisbane. Well, it's not like lime's not a thing in chips either, you know? Like there's crack, crack pepper uh, and lime. lime. Yeah, that's lime true. Crack pepper, uh, red rock delicious. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm keen. Yeah. Uh, Uniqlo has announced that it is releasing a new collection to celebrate Super Mario's 35th anniversary, which is happening this year. The collection features a range of T-shirts from old school Mario down to the latest Super Mario Odyssey design, as well as a number of other characters from the Super Mario franchise. As it stands, it's set to release in the USA and Europe tomorrow, but it isn't listed in the Australian site yet. Each T-shirt will cost roughly $22, and you'd expect that it would make its way over here at some point. I actually had a look at the link that they had for this, and the shirts are pretty cool. I don't awesome. know if it's for Australia yet or not. So there you go. Nice one. Okay. Oh, this one's really interesting. Yesterday we wrote about Cooking Mama on Nintendo Switch and the mystery surrounding why it was uploaded to the Nintendo eShop before quickly being pulled, before a bunch of cryptocurrency jargon was found in the game's original press release. Overnight, Screen Rant got to talk to one of the developers of the game and found out why it has been pulled off the Nintendo eShop as well as game carts stopped being produced. So, before I continue on for this, uh, there are a few people that have physical copies of this, but it basically got pulled from stores, so you can't buy it anymore. And mm. the fact that this happened, I went to look on eBay. So, to buy it, I think it was 59 bucks to buy it brand new. Yeah. Uh, eBay, cheapest copy is about 200 bucks. What? That's crazy. Yeah, and that was literally after this happened. Yeah, there you so, go. Uh, so the game does not contain any cryptocurrency features. This was just something that the head of Planet Entertainment, the developer, used to drum up hype for the game. Uh, the game was pulled because the IP holder of Cooking Mama, Office Create, wanted the game to continue being polished with the developer Planet Entertainment releasing it without authority. This subsequently resulted in the Office Create using its contacts at Nintendo to get the game pulled and put a stop to production of cartridges. Going off this, it's unlikely we will see this game back in any form. It's also a bit weird as the game does seem to run fine without glitches, although it's definitely lacking a little in modes. It's honestly still a bit of a mystery as the game definitely looked to be in a self-able state and the rights holder knew the game was being released in March, so it's hard not to believe that something else is going on here. Crazy. Yeah, so, um, I, yeah, because admittedly when I saw all this happen, I tried to go and look for a physical copy so I could buy it, and, yeah, it's all like EB and JB all say out of stock, and, yeah. Yeah. So it's done. Crazy. Uh, all right, I'm running out of breath again. I say this every episode because I'm just like... Constantly reading. Yeah, nice. Uh, after being announced a little while ago, LEGO has today announced that the LEGO Super Mario Starter Kit and two expansions will be releasing on August 1st. Pricing hasn't been confirmed for Australia, but you'll be looking at roughly $59 US, so about $97 Australian. Uh, whilst the two expansion courses will be 29 US, so 48 Australian, for the Piranha Plant Power Slide expansion set and $99 US uh, so $161 uh, 
uh, for the Bowser's boss battle expansion kit. Have you seen these? No. Dude, no, I'll have to send you a video of this. They're very cool. They're like interactive Lego stuff. Cool. So they make noises and and anyway, I'll I'll find a link. I'll send you a video of it. Sweet. I was going to say, you'll have to buy the Lepin equivalent. Have you heard of Lepin? No. It's like a dodgy, like, you know, trying to knock off of all the Lego stuff. Oh, I think it's okay. like L-E-P-P-I-N, Lepin. Okay. It's basically like whatever you can get. You can get like, you know, the uh, like the Millennium Falcon and, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Pirates of the Caribbean ship and stuff. Like whatever big Lego things there yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Lepin make the equivalents. So I'm sure there'll be a Mario... Lepin set, which is the exact nice. thing available for like a third the price. All right. Well, it says this. I'm just joking. I, a dude I know has like tons of Lepin stuff and he like uploads pictures of them. I'm like, yeah, it's the best. That's cool though. You would never know that it wasn't. Like yeah, that's that. awesome. I don't know how they get away with it. I guess because they're Chinese and copyright doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so yeah, it says, as I just said to you, it says Super Mario Lego kit differs to other Lego kits in the sense that Super Mario has LCD screens as well as a speaker and you can earn virtual oh, coins cool. by moving Lego Mario from the start pipe to the goal by navigating through oh, a number awesome. of obstacles from the world of Super Mario. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, it will also interact with a special app via Bluetooth. The LCD on Mario has over 100 different reactions to movement. Cool. Yep. Pretty exciting. Yeah. I don't know if I can justify spending that much on it, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. And and yeah, admittedly, yeah. if I did, I wouldn't want my kids touching it. <laughs> yeah, nice. You got like the dad and the Lego. Movie. Yeah, just glue it all down. <laughs> but that wouldn't work because he wouldn't make the noises to get to the goal then. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't look like we'll be playing The Last of Us Part 2 or Iron Man VR anytime soon. Following news that both The Last of Us Part 2 and Iron Man VR have been delayed indefinitely, Sony has now confirmed that anyone who pre-ordered either game digitally will receive a full refund. Crazy. The official PlayStation support page reveals that refunds will be issued automatically, so you don't have to contact support to get it. If you pre-ordered your copy through the PlayStation Store, you should receive an email soon with all the details. Outside of a few remaining avatars and themes, both games have also been removed from the PlayStation Store. That's so sad. (laughs) Initially, the pre-order button was taken out of their respective pages, but Sony has now gone ahead and taken the store pages offline altogether. It's not yet clear when you can realistically expect either game to be available once again, or indeed when they're going to be released. Last of Us Part 2 developer Naughty Dog said it's looking at different options to get the game out as soon as possible, but said a demo is not on the cards. There you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's been a leak galore for the last few Resident Evil games, and it looks to be the same for Resident Evil 8. According to Biohazard Declassified, the game will apparently be known as Resident Evil Village, as in V-I-I-I for 8. Uh, the game will apparently release in early 2021, which would make sense given the last three RE games have all released in Q1 and will take place in Europe. Unlike Resident Evil 2 slash 3 remakes, the game will be in first person similar to Resident Evil 7. Uh, the game will fe- be a departure from the series featuring a witch that stalks the player. It also It's also set to focus a lot on hallucinations and other supernatural beings. 
the story is set to feature Chris Redfield and in terms of the inventory, it's set to be closer to that of Resident Evil 4 so you can fit more in your inventory than RE2 slash 3 Remake. These leaks have also been corroborated by Dusk Gollum who leaked several details about Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 before they were announced. Information about Resident Evil 8 also started leaking earlier in the year. Information came out that the game would have a clever name and that it would start in a village. Both of these things definitely match up what is being reported now. Cool. Yeah. Uh, still good to go. So out of nowhere, Sony has just announced the PlayStation 5 controller and it's called Dual Sense. It's definitely... Nice. Well, we talked about that last week because didn't you just send me... We did, yeah. Last week, yeah, yeah. Right before so I sent you a photo and link to it and stuff. Uh so it's definitely the biggest departure from its line of controllers yet. The controller has a two-tone white slash black finish, which is definitely a pretty big difference. Oh, the black one looks way better. Yeah, the, you way saw better. all the redone ones. Because it's got the original colors and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they couldn't have just included the colors on the white one as well. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it says, which is definitely a pretty big difference from all the black, from the all-black controllers that Sony has been known for in recent times. The name comes from the fact that you'll now feel more as you play. The controller has haptic feedback, better and more intense vibration, and adaptive triggers. So, for instance, in a racing game, you'll feel your car sliding through the mud or be able to feel your bow and arrow being pulled back in a game. The controller will feel smaller in the hands, have different angled triggers, and there's some changes to the grip. The controller will also weigh less than the DualShock 4. The DualSense controller no longer has a share button, with the button now being called a create button. Sony didn't say much about this, but detail as we get closer to the PS5 launch. One of the coolest features in the oh, is the fact that it has a built-in microphone. So if you want to quickly chat with friends before grabbing your headset, you'll be able to do so. The light bar has also been moved so that it's more visible across the controller. The controller also has USB-C, which is different from the DualShock 4. It's safe to say that reactions are mixed, with some people liking it, others saying it looks like an Xbox One controller. But the most prominent point of discussion is definitely around the colour. Sony has this time gone for a predominantly white controller, which marks the first time since the original DualShock, which was grey, that Sony has strayed away from an all-black controller. Uh, a Resetera member has mocked up the controller in all black design as well as some other color variations. And I have to say, they're definitely a lot nicer. <laughs> it's weird to me that Sony even dropped the colored buttons, uh, which have signified PlayStation for all these years. Similarly, totally. yeah. the PlayStation button logo having its iconic colors also looks a lot better. I agree. Yep. Yeah. At first, I thought maybe Sony was just illustrating a white controller to easily tell people that this is a new controller but it's fairly clearly stated in the playstation blog post that the controller will be two-tone traditionally our base controllers have a single color as you can see we went a different direction this time around and decided on a two-tone design there's every chance we'll see a black variation if not at launch then soon after but with sony saying the controller will have a two-tone design i don't think we'll see it in this form in terms of other features, the just... Oh, so the black one's a mock-up. Yeah, someone just made it. It's not a real controller. Oh, no. The black one was way more awesome, man. Oh, that's a shame. Good job, whoever did the mock-up. Dude, have you seen the other ones? Someone's done some for, like, Spider-Man and Destiny and a bunch of other ones, too. And and awesome. even those look better. Yeah. 
So, uh, get used to it, I suppose. Yeah. I reckon the create button is going to be like a instant stream button. Well, that's similar to what the share button is now. Yeah. Like, the, there's a few more options that you have to pick what you want your setup to be or whatever, but yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of other features, the DualSense controller will have USB-C, haptic feedback, and adaptive triggers, a microphone built in, and a brand new create button that will expand on the share functionality. It's going to be an interesting six months in the lead up to PlayStation 5, and I can't wait to see what other features Sony reveal for the new console. Nice one. All right. And this is the last piece of news. Uh, so, and it's about Xbox stuff. Funnily enough, after we just talked about Sony stuff. Uh, so Microsoft held an inside Xbox this morning, revealing a bunch of updates to games coming out in the first half of the year. Uh, here were the biggest announcements. Grounded is coming to Xbox Game Preview in July. We got our first real good look at Grounded, Obsidian's upcoming survival adventure, which is set to arrive on both Xbox Game Preview and Steam Early Access on July 28th, 2020. Uh, with ant-like stature, a major hurdle, the goal of the game is to, as Professor Frink from The Simpsons might say, rebigulate yourself while surviving the horrors of a regular suburban backyard. So like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Uh, being a clever survival sandbox, players can fashion body armor out of acorn shells, quench a powerful thirst with the morning's dew, and with up to three friends in cult multiplayer, survive a yard full of bugs, spiders, and flying insects. Uh, sea of Thieves is getting another big update through a free update titled Ships of Fortune. Rare is expanding on the in-game trading companies to allow players to the chance to buy in as emissaries. Uh, a sacred and special role that boasts extra rewards, cosmetic booty for those at the top of their game. Though flying the flag of an emissary is a prestigious boon that demands respect, it'll also point a target on your vessel as rival pirates will no doubt know that... Wherever you sail, an untold treasure is bound to be close by. Whichever company you side with, you'll be able to dress up both your pirate and ship, compete against other newly minted emissaries in the ledger uh, with five grades to work through and titles to earn. The role of emissary is a welcome one for Sea of Thieves enthusiasts. Uh, the Last Campfire is the adorable new game from No Man's Sky developer Hello Games. We got our first glimpse at what a small team with Hello Games has been working on, an adorable yet dork, oh, dark, <laughs> puzzle platformer by the name of The Last Campfire. The game's lead designer, Stephen Burgess, gave gamers a walkthrough of the first few minutes of the game, describing the game as a passion project and noting that it had been in development for a few years now. He also noted the game has a lot of dark fantasy elements, likening it to the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. As Ember, you push on through a beautiful and perilous world to flames, reignite hope and solve riddles then oh, that tend to revolve around Ember's penchant for creating light. <sighs> okay, so there's three more things. So the next one, cool but disappointing. Hotline Miami Collection is coming to Xbox One. Slash, but not in Australia. Uh, yeah. I was going to make that Yeah. <laughs> Uh, during Inside Xbox, it was announced that the Hotline Miami collection would be seeing the light of day on Xbox at last. The ultraviolent top-down shooters soaked in as much neon as blood uh, have been long been cult staples for the games industry, so to hear that they're coming to another platform is exciting, to say the least. Of course, 
much like when the collection came to Nintendo Switch, it isn't going to be available for us Australians. Uh, Forza Street is finally coming to iOS and Android this May. After an incredible pre-registration for Android users, the team behind Forza Street have announced during this side uh, Xbox that iOS users are just a few weeks away from hitting the blacktop. With the game set to arrive on mobile devices at last on May 5th, uh, Turn 10 has promised to reward any first-month adopters with a free founders pack as a welcoming gift. The pack includes the rare 2017 Ford GT, in-game credits and gold, all waiting to be added to your garage. Given that success in these free-to-play games comes down to who earliest fits out their garage, a rare supercar is just the ticket to get players on board. Okay. Uh, Xbox Game Bar is getting some new features on PC, beginning with providing video capture, quick access to audio settings, and a frames per second counter. Uh, the one of the PC game has taken or has long been at the core of the team's philosophies. Today's announcements exist to fix the problem of having the alt tab between apps while trying to game. Uh, the solution is to welcome said apps into the game bar ecology through widgets. The first two to make the leap are Xsplit's Game Caster, a popular streaming app, and so called System Booster Razor's Cortex. Uh, though Xbox claims to have seen incredible interest from other industry leaders and expect the number of widgets to grow before too long. It's all very intuitive and with widgets appearing in their own little storefront so that you're able to browse and install them at all. Oh, sorry, at will without ever having to exit out of Game Bar. The team also announced a partnership with Intel to bring key features available in the Intel Graphics Command Center to the program. That's still early in the partnership and the initial benefits said to include power profiles and access to display settings will be limited at first as both the IGCC and Game Bar evolve, so too will the widgets. And last but not least, Gears Tactics got a brand new trailer and that's it. <laughs> cool. Well, that the last news though, the force news kind of, segs into the piece of news I had, which I don't know if you've heard about this yet. Have you heard of Google Stadia? Uh, yeah. Isn't that the console thing that... Well, it's like a cloud service by Google where, like, instead of having a console... Yeah, you stream stuff. Like, you can use any device to play AAA yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah, I definitely have. And they've got, like, a big server fun thing. Yeah, it's funny. I only mentioned it because um, they did a thing on this tech youtube channel called linus tech tips i don't know if you've heard of it but they um a couple of days ago they did a thing about how like gaming on linux is a real thing their video was called microsoft should be very afraid of linux gaming which i don't think is really true it's just a clickbait heading but um they're basically saying like because of stadia and because of proton db stadia uses vulcan which is a new kind of 3d graphics processing engine instead of like metal on apple and um, you know, OpenGL and any number of other frameworks like for, for displaying mm. graphics. Um, you know, Vulkan is a new one. And Vulkan is like runs natively in Linux. So like if you make a game for Vulkan, it'll run in Linux. And uh, they're basically saying like if games want to be able to be played on Google Stadia, they have to be Vulkan compatible. So, you know, there's going to be a lot more games. And they also talked about Proton, which is a thing that lets you play like Windows games from Steam on Linux natively. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, and there's like tons of games. There's like six thousand over six thousand games working from Steam, and like huge games like Counter Strike Global Offensive and yeah, I've heard. I don't know, just, just I've heard a little games. bit about it. Like the kind of funny dudes have talked about it and stuff like that. Well, there's a lot of people switching over. So like like you know, Witcher Three works and Grand Theft Auto Five mm. works and yeah, like big games like Skyrim works. So like all these games that you couldn't play before you can now play on linux and i, I just think it's interesting because i'm a big nerd yeah. guy but for years i've been like when's linux going to become huge and i'm like really you get gamers you're pretty much going to get you know it's going to get a much bigger take up than it yeah because yeah. windows is really frustrating the whole viruses thing and malware yeah. and stuff and you know there's, there's just so many issues with windows like the updates are annoying so I mean, I can see the benefits in Linux, but obviously there's problems as well. But yeah, I, I can see if like enough games become available to be played on Linux, then maybe Linux gaming will become a big thing. Give it five years. Yeah, maybe. it's true. But the fact that, yeah, Valve are really pushing it hard tells me it's likely to happen. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, cool. that was my news that Linux gaming is a thing. So maybe you could consider getting a PC for yourself to start playing. Yeah, well, games. I think we have talked about Stadia before some point in time. Yeah, I don't know if we have because it came out when we weren't really doing like in our year hiatus, you know? Yeah, that actually, that's true because I think nice. they were talking about it like E3 last year. Because I hadn't heard of it. I hadn't heard okay. of it until today when I watched that video from like four or five days ago. I think it came out on like the 9th of April. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah. So I kind of timed up as well. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I've just like saved a bunch of old computers for our kids having to be homeschooled now because of the coronavirus. And um, I'm just putting Linux on them to save them. And I was just like, maybe I should start running Linux myself on my own mm. computer. Anyway, I, I mean, I like Mac OS, but for work, I got a new um, MacBook yep. Pro, like the October 2019 MacBook Pro. And, um, I hate it. Hey, man. It's like the worst computer mm. I've ever owned. Which is crazy, but like the key yeah, is Yeah, yeah, that's the one you made me use, right? The performance feels not that good. Like, just, I just don't like it. <laughs> Even Mac OS just doesn't feel as fun. I don't know. I, it sounds dumb. Like, because today I was using it and it didn't automatic update. It just rebooted. Like, it just rebooted the system. It didn't ask me if I wanted to reboot or anything. It just did it. And I was like, ugh, this is such a Windows behavior. Usually it'd be like, you need to reboot. Click when you want to do yeah. it sort of thing. I know it sounds dumb. But but no, it's not, yeah, isn't it? Just not into it. I'm like, well, what's keeping me on but Mac that's... these days? What really is keeping me on Mac? I mean, it was mainly because I do video editing stuff for a job. But like, you can get Resolve on Linux now. You can run it on CentOS. So I'm like, I could just run CentOS and I'd but be sweet. But that's the laptop that you got me to use, right? When I was there that time. Oh, yeah, did yeah, I show you? I'm it? pretty sure yeah. I agreed that Horrible. the keyboard wasn't as good and stuff. Oh, yeah. trash! Yeah, because it's the anyway. one that doesn't have any yeah. ports, right? It's just got the charging thing. No and... ports, man. Two USB-C yeah, ports, that's stupid. it. And no MagSafe for power. I know. that The Mac you have that you're recording this on right now is beautiful compared to my crabby Mac. Yeah, and it still runs perfectly. And I'm sure like 99% of our listeners use Windows, so it is not relevant yeah, to Yeah, you'd be surprised. A lot of people have Macs these days. Well, that's the annoying thing. Apple don't even want you to buy a Mac anymore. They want you to buy an iPad Pro. Have you seen the new iPad Pros that came out like last no, week? No, not really. Oh, uh, well, they brought out a new iPad. Or maybe it's not even an iPad Pro, just a new iPad. And it's like, it's got like a weird 
keyboard case thing that's like also a stand so like you can kind of yeah, like tilt I've, it up I've seen like those before as accessories for the other on. iPads nah but this new one's different it's like a different yeah, kind okay. of keyboard you should check it out there'll be a video of it somewhere but anyway they're basically like and it's got a trackpad so it's basically yeah, like okay. a laptop yeah, yeah. like you can actually use a trackpad on an iPad now so yeah yeah, yeah. well because I said I thought I'd like that too but you said you didn't like that yeah, yeah I, I don't know I, I just I, I feel like such a douchebag man because I'd still probably want a Mac over Windows PC just because I prefer OS ten but even the new OS ten I don't know I'm just I'm really considering like as an experiment just like buying a hard drive putting it in my computer and switching to Linux for a while and seeing yeah. how it goes anyway we'll see that's not really related to Sweet. gaming but l- gaming on Linux is an interesting thing and it was when you talked about Forza that made me think of the Google uh, thing and then. When you talk about Hotline Miami, I was like, well, you'd be able to actually play that, you know. Yeah, it's PC. true. So there you go. Cool. We, oh, did. Well, we did it, man. Good job. Hooray. And any listeners who are still here after an hour and 49 minutes Good of us job. talking, well done. <laughs> you win all of the points right. or whatever. And you know that we're up to date now, so that's super exciting. Yeah, we're back up to date. So now we're going to go back to 10-minute episodes. Yeah, that'd be great. awesome. Awesome, man. Cool. All right, well, let's wrap it sure. up. Sure. So if you want to check us all out, our website's walkingthroughgames.com. Uh, check us out, iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Walking Through Games. Find us there. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you like it, give us a five-star review because that helps us get the word out. And if you want to leave a review and stuff, we'll read those too. That'll be awesome. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we got facebook.com slash walkingthroughgames and Twitter and Instagram are WTG underscore podcast. Um, we've got a YouTube channel. You can search Walk Through Games, but we haven't got much content on there as yet. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Nice one. Cool, man. Yes. Good talking you to you. You too. And thank you, listeners, thank as you. always. We will see no you. No worries. Next week. Thanks very much. Something we can What's actually that? say now. We'll, we'll be on. Well, we can actually say it. We're that's kind true. of back. We can. I agree. I'll course. have to get on to editing so we can be up to date properly. It's crazy to think the show's been going since 2014. That's I know, super years, exciting. Man. It's a long haul. Yeah, yeah. We've had a few cool on. things come out of it, like the EB Expo and stuff like that. So who's oh, to does. know what will happen in the future? That is it. Oh, you didn't even mention. You got you actually got mentioned in a tweet by I Xbox did. That's week, true. Right? That's super They mentioned exciting. a game that I beat. Thanks, yeah, thank Xbox. you, Xbox. Good job. Keep it real. <laughs> Is that Xbox AU? That's like the Australian. Uh, Xbox, no, right? it was, was the actual Xbox, 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 not Xbox AU. That is Yeah, crazy. 13 and a half what million followers or whatever they've got. There you go. Keeping it real, our little podcast. Yep. Awesome. Good job, man. Cool. All right, sweet. Thanks, everyone. We will Cheers. see you next week.